one of the reasons i love books so much or stories so much is because you're never bored so with every book you read you know uh, whether you, whether it's fiction or non fiction you're always learning something new you're in a new geography you're in a new world you're in a new historical context hi and welcome back to the indian edit where you can hear from women who are creators and change makers with a connection to the indian subcontinent today i'm delighted to bring you someone who loves books as much as i do tara kandelwal founder of bound india tara is an entrepreneur editor and podcaster and i'm looking forward to hearing how she founded her company which helps storytellers through editorial services writers retreats workshops and so much more I'm also very excited to hear what Tara has been loving lately. So welcome Tara, thanks for joining. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'd love to start with um your book loving childhood um because you're uh, quite a bit younger than I am and when I grew <laughs> up we had the Enid Blyton um you know sort of dominant I have those too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I was wondering if you had a different uh, yeah. sort of reading childhood or if it was still a lot of those um british kids books basically that you grew up reading so it was a lot of enid blyton i remember uh, reading my first book enid blyton book at around age 5 mm-hmm. uh, so my parents are both avid readers so there were always books around the house and my mom i think had borrowed uh uh this book called the secret island by enid mm-hmm. blyton and i remember that just being mind blown by that book and then going into you know other books by enid blyton the <laughs> yeah. magic faraway tree yes that one was like i still remember it because at the top of the tree there's a different magical world yes um, and so every time you climb on the top of this tree you get transported into this oh my gosh yes world. yeah uh, yeah it's like quite absolutely... quite frightening <laughs> yeah like what But... an imagination you know and, yeah. and what a introduction to reading yeah um, and then i went on to sort of i absolutely actually devoured almost every single enid blyton uh there is so there is this library that's next that was it shut down unfortunately but it was next to my house it was a 5 minute walk from oh, my house yeah. shimaru library <laughs> and so i used to go there almost every day and you know the people in the library knew me really well also mm-hmm. so they were like oh she's back and i used to literally borrow like two or three books a day you know from that library and come back home and just constant i think i read more in my childhood than i must must have read for sure in my adulthood yeah <laughs> uh, you know i was always like i look back at my diaries like i used to keep these diaries and then it's like oh today i woke up and read my book or oh, i came home from school i went to like whatever class there is and then i read my book you know <laughs> i love it and there was not that much social media and all of that so i'm guessing like I mean we used to go down to play and I'm just digressing but like it was much nicer I feel than today. 
Yeah, well, I I had the same kind of childhood, and the librarian from my Pune Club library still remembers me when I walk in. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I was totally recently, that kid. I'm sure a lot of yeah. people listening can relate. <laughs> and I watched, recently, the Shemaru guys used to uh, uh, remember me as well, but then it yeah, shut down. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I see my daughter now, who's uh, almost eleven, and she also flies through several books a day, and it's just. amazing and kind of glorious to watch that but uh, you That's know meanwhile i'm sort of like <laughs> moving yeah. like 2% at a time on my kindle so. yeah no it <laughs> happens you start reading way less you yeah. know because then yeah. there's other things and yeah know, but you like get the kinds of books as well right. like yes. when you're a kid they're just more fun. like i'm not pleasure. saying books are not fun but no it's pure pleasure and yeah Yeah they were really sort of page turning fast paced books so you really can escape into one and get it you know read so quickly yeah. gosh i know that's such an amazing like the mallory tars i used to love yes, i love mallory tars i know i feel flight on is timeless yes i mean some of i mean you know on Most the one hand it. yeah exactly there's so many like issues when you read it as an adult now cuz now yeah. to introduce it to my daughter i'm sort of like i don't know i think i need you know the updated version for them mm. but uh, right. they were they were super fun um but you do get to read books uh, for work so tell us about how you came to starting bound it was a kind of long winded process so in college uh, you know i've always loved reading and i was experimenting with a number of career options i didn't know that you know i had no idea that publishing is something i can go into mm-hmm. um, and you weren't an english at, literature major. i wasn't an english lit major yeah. i did economic history which i loved absolutely cool. loved uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe it didn't exploring. suck the joy out of reading for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. English courses you know, can sometimes do. <laughs> yeah, I just love like I was always into like economics. I just wanted to, you know, and and I was always reading as well. And sure. I was like mega confused about what to do in life. <laughs> and I did a few internships basically. Ah. Um, and the only internships that were appealing to me were ones where you just get to read. <laughs> so I did those, and I found out that okay, there's this whole world of like. publishing mm-hmm. um that exists so i went into you know um i went into sort of i did the columbia publishing course and then i worked at penguin mm-hmm. uh but i've always been somebody who uh you know i'm i'm a bit of a very restless person mm-hmm. so i am always somebody who likes to keep exploring and pushing the boundaries mm-hmm. uh so you know i also worked as a journalist Mm, just wanted to like explore different facets of storytelling in the media uh, so i also worked as a journalist and then through my interactions i saw that you know in india there is this burgeoning community of writers and creators yeah um and all of these people you know probably like me had studied something different to what they were doing right now because it's mm-hmm. still not a conventional thing to yeah. uh, study and all of that stuff and but the demand for these sort of creators is in, was increasing and is only yeah. uh, and there was a lack of sort of like skill building mm-hmm. for somebody to guide you um and because of my experiences as an editor i started off uh, bound with the view of helping storytellers 
really push their stories out into the world mm-hmm. that is something that i had seen the first hand demand of mm-hmm. so we started with uh, these writers retreats where we used to get you know established authors because mm-hmm. i was like you know everybody is going abroad they're doing the mfa yeah. i did the columbia publishing course all of that stuff but we have so much in our country as well you know yeah. just about connecting so i we, we got so you were working at a publishing house at that time and started this on the side or was I, this sort no, of full time i was working as a journalist at that time ah okay but i was always into books so yep. i was like even like interviewing authors and I all see. of that stuff and so that's when i decided okay i'll you know like try and explore something around these lines and i've always also been very entrepreneurial so i've had like mm. many like ideas that like didn't take off and like things that i wanted to do Yeah. So I found this is a good sort of fit. And uh yeah, then we started connecting, you know, these authors and then it expanded into this whole community of uh storytellers and creators, you know, yeah. went into classes and then we just kept expanding what it means to be a storyteller. Mm-hmm. So now we have we you know, we did classes for like theater practitioners and now we're into podcasts. Uh so we just kept expanding those boundaries. Uh oh. and that's how it sort of grew i love it so you started yeah. with some writers retreats connecting a lot of the um sort of burgeoning writer community with published and well known authors right. yeah to teach them yeah yeah and yeah. also had an online presence right from the beginning right yeah so we always wanted to build a community online mm-hmm. um and give a lot of um you know free resources whatsapp groups to engage mm-hmm. people who are aspiring or people who have questions about their storytelling process because it can be a very solitary journey yeah. uh, so we wanted to create this community and also like decode or demystify this whole creative process yeah uh so we always had an online presence where we give a lot of free resources and material Wow. So did this become your full-time work only did, recently? Yeah. Uh so not recently. So I've been at this for around 3 years. Mm-hmm. So what happened was that uh once you know I got a very good response then I also started taking on so we have a services, you know, section. Yeah. where we help uh you know, we work one-on-one with mm-hmm. uh writers and podcasters and things. Mm. So I started doing that. So do you um, connect the writers with a group of editors who are working with you or is it you editing their work? So I edit some of them but mm-hmm. we also have a whole now we have a whole sort of uh a lot of editors who are like on board with us so like yeah. freelance editors so Got when it. a person comes yeah. uh, in with their work then we match them with the editor that is best for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then they work together and we have our whole process and stuff. So yeah so I basically it was doing i i was in my job and then i realized that this like has a lot of potential mm-hmm. um and it was working very well so then i quit my job to focus on on this yeah wow well i love it it's a great idea it's almost like a publishing house without the actual book publishing part yeah right? without like people <laughs> always ask me like why don't you start a publishing house and all mm-hmm. of those things mm-hmm. and i said i don't want to do all the inventory and the printing and the distribution uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> So who are the writers who come to you? Uh give us a so sort of flavor of yeah. Uh there's all kinds of uh, writers who come to us from 
you know, uh, mo- most of them are authors who have not yet got published and who mm-hmm. are aspiring and who want mm-hmm. to get published. And some are those who are already published, you know, with their second or third book. So basically they want a seasoned editor or a person who, uh, you know, yeah. wants, who has an experience to help them take their book to the next level. So for example, um, what in one of my first retreats, we had uh, an author, Lavanya, became a very good friend who we helped get published mm-hmm. and uh, now she's you know a very prominent sci-fi author in India mm-hmm. Lavanya Lakshmi Narayan so like that you know there there are a couple of uh, you know recently we edited a book of this author Chandrima Das who's mm-hmm. written a horror anthology so mm-hmm. that's also come out uh, via Harper Collins so like that you know because we engage so much uh, with writers uh you know through our services and community yeah. building we have quite a few authors who we know and who got published and uh yeah we're pretty much open to you know we don't discriminate because we want to make it very accessible so anyone who wants to take their story to the next level is welcome very cool um and you started two podcasts uh books and beyond which you which you co-host with michelle de costa and the book people, which is um, focused a bit more on the publishing industry, hosted by Ashwarya Zawalgekar. Um, tell us about the podcast and how they started. Why did you do these two? Um, I've really enjoyed listening to them and I encourage everyone. Uh, great resource, both of them. But new books, so interesting much. authors, um, really fun format. Yeah. So that was, um, it was sort of, it started off as a passion project because mm-hmm. I love reading and I and I saw that, so the idea actually came to me around two years ago. I only mm-hmm. released it last year in 2019, sorry, in, 2000, in March 2020, uh, but I was working on it from a year ago and I saw that there were no other books podcasts in India at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that that would be a perfect thing for me to sort of like plug that gap mm-hmm. and also, uh, you know, do something that I really, really love because I've always been very curious, you know, like after you, uh, after you put a book away, I, I always have so many questions. I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but I always have so many questions mm-hmm. and I wish that I can speak to the person who created this and answer and have them answer all these questions, mm-hmm. you know? So it was really about that, you know, I, we only speak to authors whose books we really, really love. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like if they're small, big, famous, not famous, you know, the book, the subject matter has to be really intriguing. Yeah. And it's really a treat because, you know, I always think of it like you get one hour with yeah. this person and it's like you can come with all your curiosity and when else do you get such an opportunity yeah. uh, to pick somebody's brain and to really <laughs> understand the creative process what goes on and speak about things that you love like you know speak about book recommendations and yeah we've had some amazing conversations you know mm-hmm. uh, about how authors have done their research traveled all over the country you know, experience, scary experience. We had uh, Tara Kaushal, who's written a book on why Indian men rape. That was that was a very interesting conversation, mm. um, you know, especially about how she did her research process. Uh, and, and we've had conversations on mythology and all kinds of things. And one of the reasons I love books so much or stories so much is because you're never bored. So mm-hmm. with every 
book you read you know uh, whether whether it's fiction or non fiction you're always learning something new you're in a new geography you're in a new world you're in a new historical context if it's mm-hmm. non fiction of course i don't need to explain that but you're never bored because it's always like you're not do it's not the same thing it's always yeah and that's why i love being an editor because it's always something new that comes mm-hmm. across and mm-hmm. through books you can actually be an anthropologist you can be a historian <laughs> yeah. you can be a therapist you know you can be all of these things and you can sort of dabble your hand in in all of this stuff so that's yeah. what is interesting i'm sorry if i digress not at all i mean that's why i love doing the podcast too i can step <laughs> into so many different people's shoes and uh, really understand their world and their work um because you know in my dream life i'd also be an anthropologist a writer a <laughs> so yeah, fill in exactly. the blank but exactly. Uh, yeah exactly like you uh, always feel there's so little time oh like you know exactly like. <laughs> but yeah books are a wonderful way to really get into that experience so what have been some of your favorite conversations um uh, from the podcast um and speaking to authors Wow, that's a very tough conversation. That's a very <laughs> tough question because at the end of every podcast, I'm always yeah, like, "Yeah, you loved it." Oh, yeah. I learned so much. You mm-hmm. know, I got along with this author, this rapper. Yeah. Uh, you know, being built. So one of the conversation. There's many, but the first thing that comes to my mind is, um, the conversation with this author Tanushri Podar, mm-hmm. uh, who wrote Girls in Green. so that's a book that i edited so it was really nice to speak to her yeah and she's basically gone inside the lives of these she was an army wife mm-hmm. so she's gone inside the lives of these army women and it's fiction but the way that she describes you know we can really understand wow. how these girls these these girls live every day you know the yeah. kind of training the kind of hardship the friendships mm-hmm. and i really wanted to understand you know how she knew so much and she had these crazy experiences of living you know in these small parts of india you know as an army wife and like some like the, of the wildest experiences you can imagine wow so that was one and then uh, i just finished another episode with tony joseph who is mm-hmm. the author of early indians oh um, yes yeah 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 Have you read the book? I have it, but I haven't yet. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. You know, I I love prehistory. Yes, uh, me too. So, so yeah, this is so, about the Indus Valley civilization and um, some of the genetic um, studies, right? That have sort of cast a light on origins of people in India. Yeah, so it's about how, like, who are we? You know? Yeah, and it sort of demystifies. lot of myths that we think of when we mm. think of who we are mm-hmm. and also it sort of shows us how similar we are in terms of even our genetic makeup mm-hmm. um and uh, you know we indians basically like he talks very interestingly about how like there were four migrations into india mm-hmm. and he gives the analogy of a pizza base mm-hmm. and how each mig- what each migration did and how you know the culture was formed through that mm-hmm. so it's a very interesting sort of analysis into our origins yeah um and how our culture was formed so that was like very very interesting because i read, read the book quite a while ago yeah and it took us some time for uh, us to get him on the uh, yeah. interview 
yeah and the kinds of things we spoke about you know the kinds of facts that he has in his head about the harappan civilization mm-hmm. you know the kinds of like small details that are kind <laughs> right. of mind blowing uh you know was so interesting. interesting oh i've got to hear yeah. that one and maybe read the book first so <laughs> <laughs> so cool um have you ever found it difficult to either get an author on not just for scheduling reasons but uh you know people just who decline or who are difficult in conversation in any way <laughs> or have they we've all been actually, generally wonderful no we've actually been very lucky you know because even before we released the season yeah uh, season 1 and we like had no traction mm-hmm. we reached out to authors like manu pillai and avni doshi mm-hmm. and they were really nice enough to to come on the podcast mm-hmm. you know without it getting traction i think we did reach out to ashwin sanghi but but he he wasn't interested because we hadn't released it yet uh-huh uh, but now what started happening is because we've become quite popular yeah. uh, it's actually very difficult for us to choose who to interview right. because we release in seasons so we have yeah. around two seasons a, a year mm-hmm. which is at of 15 episodes each mm-hmm. now that's only 30 guests yeah. i know like you know the amount right. of amazing <laughs> stuff that's yeah. coming out in the indian publishing industry is crazy so right, we really right. <laughs> we have meetings and meetings and i'm not lying we have meetings and meetings and meetings just to discuss who we should interview you know yeah, and we yeah. get a lot of requests now as well sure. but we obviously can't uh, accommodate because there's such limited space and you know the kinds of effort that goes into you know re- reading the book you have to read the book we spend like 8 hours on the script you know mm-hmm. like you have to read the entire book do your research write you know thoughtful yeah. and thought provoking questions that nobody else may you know may have asked or something right. different so that kind of investment is a lot so we really do like curate who we uh this thing and we haven't actually had trouble getting guests on yeah luckily and they uh, we've been very cooperative and most of the guests like see there are some guests who are very talkative so for <laughs> that you sort of have to steer them into the right direction sure. that, you know <laughs> like if may, they may go on a tangent like yeah. i am and not answer the question <laughs> then there are some guests who like speak a little less so yeah. in that case then we have to sort of probe them more yeah. ask them more so things like that mm-hmm. were challenging and that sort of like that's what we've learned along the way yeah um you know even how to have a conversation how to manage the guests and since it's a two host podcast you know when right. to speak yeah. and what each person gets so yeah, yeah yeah it's a constant like work in progress and a constant learning yeah so fun um yeah. so how do you split your time because you're doing so many quite different things they're all book related but you're reading new manuscripts you're also reading books for yourself um you know for your own pleasure that are not even going to be on the podcast because podcast is indian publishing and you're reading beyond that um i'm sure so how do you manage your time and your work day yeah actually we're doing a lot you know like from the classes and the podcasts and yeah <laughs> you know we're actually making two new podcasts now as well 
Cool. Uh, so it's interesting. But what I do is I basically and we have client calls and all of that stuff. Right. So what I do is I obviously we have like a team, Michelle Ashwarya, you know, mm-hmm. who help us. We have freelancers. We have the uh, people who teach our classes. All of those things. But yeah. I like color coding a lot. Like mm-hmm. for me, like I have everything planned out, and I have different categories of work. Uh, yeah. You know, like one category, like an one category could be sort of just like team calls or things like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have different kinds of categories for work. So the in the beginning of the week, I'll list down all the different cat. I'll list down all the different tasks and put them in the different categories, mm-hmm. and then color code them. I mean, color code. Each category has its own color, and yeah. then I'll fill in my calendar for Monday to Friday. Yeah. Uh, and then I have a whole list of personal things that I want to do as well. Mm-hmm. So then I put that also in, you know, just to for just to look. Yeah. And then every then week on week, I can look back and see, you know, what was done, what was not, you know, what keeps showing up, but what's not done. Like for example, mm. in my personal column, there's like write my newsletter. <laughs> so that's something I do on the <laughs> right. weekends. Yeah, <laughs> that's in my personal column, okay. and I I have like been very lazy about it, so it keeps coming up week on week. Um, so that's sort of how I manage the work. I I really believe yeah. in like the, that color coding and and like putting it in a calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be fairly organized to keep yeah. so many balls in the air. Um, yeah. So, with the podcast, for example, it's seasonally released. But are you creating it all year long, or do you sort of batch it? So we do end up creating it all year long. Yeah. Uh, because we it's thirty episodes, so mm. we essentially yeah. want to record. You can't read one a new book or one a, interview one a, a week. Yeah, right? exactly. So yeah. like because it's thirty, it's thirty episodes. We do end up sort of creating it all year long, but we don't yeah. release a season until yeah. we have seven or eight interviews, and that's Got why it. we release it in seasons because it, yeah. you know, uh, it takes a lot of work to to yeah. read the book and then do it. Yeah. and you have some production help on that as well yeah so we do uh, a lot of the editing in house and mm-hmm. we also work with an audio engineer okay interesting yeah so yeah. do you have tips for people who want to start their own podcast i know you've run some of these um sessions webinars online yeah so we actually released this podcasting guide book because we have a podcasting community of like 200 over 200 members now Mm-hmm. who all have their own podcast so we release this podcasting guidebook with sort of like tips and tricks on what to do oh, cool. um yeah so it's very interesting because it has a lot of insights from those people also i mean yeah. from the community members as well mm. so any tips i would give is just do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know what are your like i mm-hmm. feel like people like uh, i mean like obviously like get a concept get the usp like be like, i say this to everybody and Uh, if you can you describe your idea whether it's a book or podcast or whatever yeah. can you describe your idea in one line and will mm-hmm. i understand it or will i have to ask you more questions mm-hmm. meaning not more questions out of curiosity but will i understand the concept <laughs> right right you know yeah if you can do that then you onto something and then you know if you have uh you know who your audience is all of yeah. that work yeah yeah um So, what are the two new podcasts you're launching? That I'll let you know when they launch. Okay. <laughs> right. um, and why did you decide to do the two that you have now? 
so again like because we started off with only books and writers yeah. and i books it's a passion as i as yeah. i said you know uh that we wanted to understand the author's point of view um and book people we did because again we are in this we are in this industry and it was actually aishwarya's idea Mm-hmm. So she came and she said that you know we're interviewing authors. Why don't we interview people who work in the industry? Because that's mm-hmm. what the number one question in all our services, all our classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always at the end of every like whether it's like read like a writer or, or any of the classes. Yeah, <clears throat> how do you we get? We even have a class on how do you get published? You yeah, know? yeah, it is a black box. I think for a it's lot a of people. It's a black box. So, so we said that. fine we have all this these classes and everything but let's create a free resource mm-hmm. where you can hear it from the mouths of these people who work in the industry you know yeah. what yeah. is it like what um, you know what are the trends so it was very yeah. interesting we spoke to a book to screen agent mm. because a lot of writers uh, it's very interesting even in the so we published a report based on this mm-hmm. these conversations uh, and it's very interesting you know a lot of writers authors are now writing first for the screen and then then they're making that into a book oh wow you know yeah like there's a lot of confluence of uh, stories that's happening mm-hmm. so one of our uh, one of our authors made the uh, book into a podcast you know vice versa mm-hmm. so there's a lot of because a lot of like money making opportunities in stories using books yeah. as a base interesting so that is something that we also explored with you know this book to screen agent then okay. we found out that um you know we found out how much publishers are betting on audio books yeah okay audio books is sort of the next big thing and mm. you know they want like all the catalog to be available in audio books and we did a survey of like people who w- what they kind of things they read and you know audio books had picked up in the pandemic because sure people were so scared of sitting like sitting on the computers and looking at a screen you know yeah yeah so it's much i have a friend she is she's like me we connect on reading and she only listens to books now oh wow okay she doesn't read she only listens you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's a big shift i think yeah uh, so yeah. but i i like reading i don't Yeah. Do audio. I don't do e. I just read a physical copy of a book. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna ask about your favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of format. Yeah. So physical books, you like the paperback and hardback. I yeah. I just yeah. I don't read even on a Kindle. Okay. Wow. And when do you? Are you reading only sort of manuscripts, sort of work-related stuff during the day, or do you actually read books during the day? I like very few. all of my work th- work life is de- dedicated to manuscripts okay. because uh i only take on the projects which really matter a lot a lot okay. of the manuscripts go to other editors and stuff i see um so yeah not not that much what was the question sorry whether you're reading in the work day <laughs> oh whether yeah so i'm not actually and i'm a very fast reader Mm. Uh, so you know, but my it it's not such a big part of my work day yeah. as one would assume. Yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. a lot that goes into like the other parts of it, like getting mm-hmm. the clients and like you know talking yeah. to them, right? Uh, all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So how do you sort of organize your reading for 
sick of <laughs> better, organize my reading okay so do you uh, my fun reading or? several books at a time are you reading in the evening um i think a lot of people want to read more books and i think it's it's always helpful to hear how people read for for me for example i try and read non-fiction in the morning for just sort of 20 minutes or something and then i read fiction at bedtime and then if i have time in the middle of the day at lunch or something i'll squeeze in like a short session but no, that's a lot <laughs> it's well you know that's only like 20 minutes at a time <laughs> so really it takes me a long time to get through books um i'm not i'm not a very fast reader um so i'm always curious how other people do you just sort of pick up a book and then get sucked in and like three hours later emerge or uh you know how does it work for you um no i i i can't read in the evening so that's something that i try i do try and do but it just yeah. doesn't happen like so you know after working the whole day working yeah. out you just want to sort of i just can't like no matter how much i love reading i just can't bring myself to read because mm -hmm. it does take a little bit of energy. Yeah. I don't have any. So my favorite time to read actually is in the mornings. Mm -hmm. So right when I wake up, I wake up a little early. I spend at least half an hour every morning reading. Yeah. Um, and then on the weekends as well, okay. like I will read like, you know, small things. On the weekends is really when, you know, if I get, if I get immersed in a book, and I have the time. I can spend the whole day reading that book. Mm -hmm, also. Like, mm -hmm. can finish it in a day or two. You know, mm, yeah. uh, I can. I, I stay up late if if I get immersed. Yeah. And it also yeah. comes in bouts. It doesn't mean that every weekend I'm doing this. You know, like right? Sure. Times, yeah. Like oftentimes, like there's a book that really pulls you in. Yeah, yeah. And then it sort <laughs> of restarts your reading habit again. And then you yeah. like read a lot for like maybe two three weeks. And then there's a book that sort of pulls you out of that as well, right, which right, may not right. be so interesting. And then you stop reading a bit for like a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm always curating my next book to make sure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> I do a lot. I do a lot of research. So I am like always on, I'm always looking at like what's out, following bookstagrammers, you know, yeah. looking at Amazon and it's just a hobby. Like it's like, oh, sure. I love this book. You know, like what are similar books to this? Mm -hmm, and then I'll mm -hmm. order them. And then so luckily so far, like I've been on a pretty good streak this year. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't abandon books that often? I do. I do. You do. Yeah. 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 Like if the book isn't, I, I used to not want to do that, but because yeah. there's limited time, I, I, just, I do that. Yeah. 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 And has the podcast changed how you read? That's a very good question. Has the podcast changed how I read? I think over the, my fun reading used to sort of be uh, less analytical. Mm -hmm. But I feel like now what I do even for my fun reading yeah. is I like to sort of like go a little deeper into my, like I used to read a book and I used to close it. Yeah. So, but now what I like to do is I like to like think about it or I like to like understand, like if I, Mm -hmm. I like to understand like what's happening in the genre for example just for fun I mean nothing to do with anything yeah uh, like I was reading a book uh, I was reading a, a thousand splendid ships a Greek mythology about the women yeah. in the Trojan war mm -hmm. so then I was like, I got very interested in Greek mythology I've always been so I mm -hmm. reread a few books and I picked up 
Stephen Fry's mythos, which is yes, all about yeah, I yeah, exactly. read that one. Yeah, yeah, it was really interesting about like you know all the different myths and yeah. just got really into that. And mm-hmm. so like I started doing that more where like one book will get me into a kind of yeah. genre, and then I'll want to yeah. understand. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. you know see more and just explore it. Mm. I feel like maybe that's happened because like of I don't know if it's because of the podcast but it has got more sort of yeah curated, over the years got more yeah. sort of refined it, I, I can't put my finger mm-hmm, on it mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think like that's a question that makes me think like does the pot does the <laughs> podcast change the way I read I feel I like mean, I'm also more interested in maybe new I like I'm I'm looking for books that like can be made into podcasts maybe that's how I don't know oh okay yeah I don't know I don't know like I, yeah, yeah. I I'm not too sure about this <laughs> well I just mean also you're sort of reading for the podcast so just on a very sort of simple practical level um, you know maybe you weren't reading regularly as many Indian authors um as oh, now okay. um maybe it's just change you know because now you have to find time to read books that you're not gonna cover on the podcast for example um right. so I'm sh- you know I'm sure it's evolving but like you said maybe some things are just changing with time and it's not only because you've been doing the podcast no I think but, what uh, you said is right like I did I do read I'm a lot more aware of what's happening in the Indian publishing scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I always was but I'm more aware like as a reader yeah because I get a lot of sort of like these press releases also from right. the different publishers yeah so for example I just read this very interesting book that I would never have heard of mm. if the publisher had not sent a release because you know some in Amazon the algorithm they only show you like yeah the same things are popular yeah. <laughs> you know this book wasn't anywhere mm. and so it had just been released and I picked it up it's called Mountain Tales by Soumya mm. Roy oh and yes I saw that on your Instagram that yeah, looks really interesting yeah it's very interesting it's about the trash economy in Mumbai mm-hmm. you know um, and it's told through the point of view it's it's a non-fiction book and it's told from the point of view of um, these this trash these trash pickers you know particularly yeah. one one character Farzana Mm-hmm. And I would never have come across that if mm-hmm. if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading. I definitely, it has helped in that way that I'm discovering and reading a lot more, uh, like a lot more amazing stuff yeah. that is around in the uh, Indian publishing industry. Mm-hmm. Like another mm-hmm. book that I read, you know, was I read this book called Paper Moon and was really like fun and cute. Mm-hmm. kind of book and I would never have picked up this genre mm. uh, cool in an Indian context before but I found out about it because of the podcast so yeah nice um, and I know you love listening to other podcasts so what are some of your other favorites okay so I like this podcast called A Slight Change of Plans mm-hmm. so I basically it's one. it's by uh, Maya Shankar Dr. Maya mm-hmm. Shankar she is a cognitive scientist Mm -hmm. and she's also so basically what she does is she interviews all of these people whose lives have changed in a very dramatic way Hmm. so for example like somebody who like lost a lot of weight Mm -hmm. so she analyzes through personal lens and through Mm -hmm. her own research Mm -hmm. how that change has affected their lives and how people respond to change and I find that podcast very interesting because of the of her style and also the kinds of 
people she interviews and just the topic because we're all going mm-hmm. through like change is inevitable yeah and how we deal so that's one and cool. i really like business wars because mm. it's just like very like dramatic okay <laughs> like, i don't know that one like, either it's like basically like uber versus lift you know okay okay mcdonald's <laughs> versus Burger King, uh-huh. Snapchat versus, and it's like very like dramatic and like it like takes like you know how these businesses came into being and like yeah. what made one succeed over the other. Uh, so these two are um, interesting ones that I really like. Cool. And, and are there books? Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. Another yeah. uh, another Indian one that I really like is the Habit Coach, Ashton Doctor's oh, okay. The Habit Coach. I really like that one. It's like a five to seven minute podcast, mm. um, and he does a really good job of sort of like decoding all the things at one. It's very aspirational, you know. Like mm-hmm. I want to sleep better. Uh, yeah. You know, hacks that you can do in the morning, for example. Like you mm-hmm. wake up and you know, like the three questions you can ask yourself. And I think he's on episode five hundred or okay. something. And <laughs> so now he's also coming out with a book, which I helped him on and. Cool. I, it was very interesting. So I had gotten in touch with him, you know, before. Yeah. Uh, he got in touch with me for the book and stuff because I wanted to, I wanted him to teach a few classes and come on. Oh, so through that. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a very good podcast. People should oh, listen. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Actually, there is a lot now that I'm thinking about it. I know. Well, feel free to send <laughs> them on. I'll put them in the notes. Yeah. Uh, Advertising but... is dead. Is another. Okay. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Um, yeah. I feel like we could have a whole separate, maybe you should come yeah. back on and we just talk about books and podcasts that you're loving. <laughs> but tell us about some books that were either highlights or something you're reading right now that you're really enjoying. We've already covered quite a few, but if there's something that you feel... Something you that missed. I'm reading now that I'm enjoying. Um, wow, there's a lot. What did I read recently? I'm reading Elif Shafak's new book, The oh. Island of Missing Trees. You know, I've never read anything by her, but uh, neither had I. Okay, are you liking it? Yeah, yeah I, I really, I am enjoying it. So I didn't pick up for. I had picked up Forty Rules of Love when it was out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't end up enjoying it because it was a little cringy for me. Mm. I know people might hate me if I say this. But, <laughs> so safe but, space. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm part of this book club, and the book club is uh, reading the uh, Elif Shafak. So I picked it up. Yeah. And I'm loving it. It's so good. Uh so I recommend it to everyone. One of the a character a prominent character in the book is a fig tree. So we oh, really love get it. to know this fig tree <laughs> and what it thinks and what she thinks and what she feels. Oh that's and, funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. So whimsical. <laughs> it reminds me of in school, you know, when you have to write like from yes. the point of view of inanimate <laughs> the closet. Object. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. So I could chat, uh, you know, about books forever, but, um, I'd love to hear what you're thinking about, um, in terms of bound and as a business going forward, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. So, yeah, we, I mean, we always have our mission of helping, you know, storytellers put their work out into the world. So we Mm want to continue doing that. Yeah. And we want to continue building our community and offering them, you know, really speaking to our communities and understanding what they need and offering solutions for that. Um, and, you know, creating content that people love, like books and beyond, book people, our mm-hmm. reports that people respond to. 
um, and really come back for more. Amazing. And where can people learn more about your work online? So they can learn more on at Bound India on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, they can also go to www.boundindia.com mm-hmm. or they can come to uh, my Instagram handle um, and my DMs are open. They can DM me if they are interested in finding out more. And that's Tara Khandelwal? Or eight nine. Okay. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Tara. If there's anything else you'd like to say about books or anything else, um, I'll give you a moment. Otherwise, we'll wrap up. No, I, it was really fun. And I would like to know also like what you are reading right now. Oh, yeah, sure. So I'm reading SPQR by Mary Beard. I don't know if you've read it or come across it. This is the Roman, ancient Roman history. So this okay. is why I, I'm slogging through, even though I shouldn't say slog because she's a fantastic writer and makes it so engaging. So it's actually a really easy read for a topic that sounds very textbook-like. Um, so I highly recommend it if anyone's interested because um, it brings up a lot of really interesting and new ways of thinking about the ancient Romans um, that I'm really enjoying. Sounds Um, cool, yeah. Yeah, and then, um, you know, like you, I've been sort of piling on additional Roman reading because of this one. (laughs) So there's some of that. And then I'm also reading Sujata Massey's um, Parveen Mystery. Um, I don't know if you know Yeah, she's on my list. Is it Yes, me too. Loving it. Yeah, this is the third one. Um, I loved all three, Widows of Malabar Hill and Satapur Moonstone, I think was the second. Um, yeah, it's it's my sort of fun, fast read. And then my nonfiction in the morning is um, called How to Be an Adult. <laughs> Never too late, <laughs> oh, I hope. Wow, I think, yeah, even I need to read that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I'm reading right now. So I will put everything in the show notes, though, because we covered a lot of books. So yeah. thank you so much, Tara. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you come back again and we talk some more and do check out the amazing podcasts um, from Bound Books and Beyond and the book people. And thank you all so much for listening. As always, the links will be at theindianedit.com. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, love for you to subscribe. You won't get any email or spam. It'll just show up in your feed. And if you have suggestions for other people you'd like to hear from, please email me or send me a message on Instagram at the Indian Edit Podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening.